0: podcast universe i'm jordan
1: i put jordan on the spot because you know i usually come in so hot but uh yes and i have
0: to warm up <laughs> oh, okay okay
1: um <laughs> this is the podcast where we exist to prove people wrong when they say that sequels are never better than the originals and we are at the we're the day before halloween today And we've been doing a frightening series, quite the scary, scary series, Insidious, started by James Wan and Lee Winnell. And we're on the third entry. We're going to be closing it out next week. First, I mean, some would dare dare say that the first week of November is almost as scary as the last month.
0: The series is just too spooky. It has residual spookies.
1: Yes, exactly. And um, bleeds
0: up, bleeds Oh, over into the next month.
1: Or maybe it it has like a motor oil footsteps,
0: whatever that was.
1: Yeah, I for some reason, I kind of fixated on that. And I was like, they're definitely going to explain that that black goo on his feet. And that's okay. They don't have to. But I just thought that they were going to Um, because, you know, the the previous movie Insidious chapter two was very into the details. And so was this one. I just thought that not as much. I would say a little less. Yeah, Sure. Um, but yeah, we're talking about Insidious chapter three. Um, this was both of our first time watching it. See if, I mean, we don't have a sponsorship with them, but we're ready anytime. It was a YouTube rental, $3.99. Uh, we, we were able to just cast it straight onto the TV. And every time I do that, I feel like I'm living in the future and it's so fun (laughs) for me. Yeah. Um, because I felt like there was a time where either my TV or my phone did not have that capability. So I mean every time I cast to it the TV I am like this is unbelievable I can't to be believe exciting it still The movie's written and directed by Lee Winnell. um well maybe we should follow up on Lee Winell right now
0: Oh yeah cuz last time we uh, said that we were going to watch The Invisible Man that night Yes we did. We, we did we delivered on that promise and now having watched this movie we have seen all of Lee Winnell's filmography as a director.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Uh, and, wow, can't wait to see more from this dude. I thought, I mean, everyone thought that was Upgrade. Yeah. Duh. But it only continues to feel that way.
1: Yeah, I think um, he is kind of doing something special out there.
0: He is it's just that I had this thought when we were watching the invisible man, which Seth did not have to tweet that he was wrong because we loved it.
1: Yeah. And it it's was true.
0: Uh, an amazing movie. Yeah. Um,
1: it's, but I, I, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, maybe it is my favorite 2020. I don't know. I think Palm Springs is still taking it and maybe relic. I'm but surprised
0: by that, but whatever.
1: Palm Springs hit like on every note for me. I mean,
0: it was, it's really, really good. I'm not saying it's not good or anything, yeah. but, um, what was I gonna say, oh, I it's just watching that movie and just thinking about him as a director, and and he's written so much before he directed something. Yeah. So he's mostly he's mostly known as a writer. That's mostly how he's been paid in the film industry. Right. Right. Um, but now that he's been able to direct, it's very exciting. You you get to see his full full vision because you yeah. know when you're a writer. Um, the it's the director's job to envision what you wrote, and a lot of the times. Like that. That's just it's. Ne- it probably is never quite what the screenwriter anticipated. Right. Whether that's good or bad. Um So it is, I just was thinking about sometimes I just feel like people who are able to write and direct sort of feels like they have a leg up. And I know that's not. I'm not making that yeah. as a sweeping statement because no. there are so many amazing directors today who do not write their movies. So you don't need to do that. Right. To, right. to be a great director, but his movies. The three, the the three of them that are that exists are just like so unique to him. Like it's yeah. like the, that's not that many movies, and it's already like that's a Lee Winell movie.
1: Yeah, that is already how it feels. And he took what so to a little sidebar on Invisible Man. You know that was supposed to be this like part of the 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 dark universe that Universal tried to kick off in I think 2016 or 17 with the Mummy. And that movie did so bad that they scrapped all their plans. They had all these movies lined up. Like, there was going to be an Invisible Man movie starring Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man. If, uh, that's the worst idea that I've been ever heard. An
0: insanely different movie.
1: Javier Bardem as Wolfman in a future Wolfman movie.
0: I see it. But maybe that's because Benicio did it. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but, but anyway, so they were going to do this whole thing, and then it failed. And then Jason Blum was like, hey, I got an idea. I know a guy. And previous to that, he hit. I think he also produced Upgrade. Jason Blum, cool. I think. Um. So he's worked with Lee for a while now.
0: He knows the guy.
1: Yeah, and so then he then and Lee writes The Invisible Man as well and directs it. So all three of his movies are sole writer and director credit. And the guy's great. He is so great. I love him. Do you
0: know what the original Invisible Man? What it is? Because I don't.
1: It's an H.G. Wells novel.
0: Yeah, I know. But like, did a guy accidentally create something that made him invisible?
1: Oh, I is that really the don't story? know.
0: Because I just, you know, watching this new one, it's like the the theme is so clear. And yeah. I know that that's not what the, the story is about.
1: No, I, I think the other books are uh, more about like someone like a, I think it's like a.
0: Just a, sci- a sci-fi thriller yeah, of like, a different vein. Yeah, yeah, like
1: a guy, you know, has fun, makes like a serum and now he can go invisible. And that's the whole thing. But this, you know, this whole story was about like um, abuse in a relationship and mm. like male dominance and mm. like and like a woman finding her strength and stuff like that. It was so good. Crazy. And yeah. So big recommend if you have not seen it. It's really good. And I love another cool thing, especially after watching Insidious now is it's like Insidious is a horror movie. Upgrade is an action movie with some horror elements. And I feel like it's in-
0: a thriller. That's yeah. so a sci-fi thriller.
1: And in Invisible Man, I feel like he was able to take both of those lessons he learned and like perfectly combine them.
0: Yep. He added a psychological movie. element to it.
1: Yeah. Although I do like Upgrade more. Yeah. But Upgrade was kind of like, it's, it's sort of unlike anything else I've seen yeah. in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. So
0: you always, you, you can't not, let me start over. <laughs> You're always going to love a sci-fi movie that doesn't feel the need to explain the sci-fi part. Yeah. And the invisible man does the same thing. And you don't doesn't yeah. they don't explain it, but you understand how it works. Right. And that is when sci-fi is at its strongest.
1: Well, and and uh, yes, I agree with you. And um and talk about upgrade. You know, I know they have like plans for a TV show. I don't know what that's going to look like. But if I had a podcast that was movies that I want sequels from, that would be the first one that I would do. Yeah. Because the movie ends, and skip ahead, listener, if it's if you haven't seen it, but it doesn't the movie end with, like, he is stuck in his brain? Yep. And he doesn't know what's real anymore? Yep. And for me, like, I was like, this is a great ending, but it's a perfect tee-up for, like, the next movie. He's just, like, doing his thing, and then he's finding, like, glitches in his brain, and he fights his way out of his brain.
0: You know what that, that reminds would be me of? so cool. Is um, John Wick, for some reason. Yeah. Because John Wick 1 ends with... How does that one end?
1: It just ends with him uh, getting the new dog, the pit bull, and and he defeated the guy in okay, the rainy so, docks.
0: Oh, okay. Because I was I couldn't quite remember, but you know how like two ends. Oh, where he's and like, and you're like, oh, I know what the third movie is gonna be about. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's always cool. It's like if they did another one, I know what it's about.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we we love the guy and keep making movies. Um, so this has basically like. A a very similar team. Um, I mean, I already covered the director and writer. Music is Joseph Bashara again. And then the cinematography, this guy is new to the series. Brian Pearson, who did, of course, as we all know, Step Up All In, Final Destination 5, My Bloody Valentine, and he's done a lot of TV recently. He did like an Apple Plus TV show um, that stars uh, Jason Momoa about not having vision or something like that. Um, So he's blind but it's like a world without vision. And then then I think he can see it's called see.
0: That sounds like a cool premise.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds cool. Um, but
0: why did James Wan not direct this movie? What was he working on?
1: Um, I don't know what he was working on. Um, I, I have very few notes on this movie. Um, there, it was just one of those like, yeah, Jason Blum was like, are we ready to make another one? And they're like, yeah. And then, uh, James Wan said, yeah, Lee should do this one. Uh, there, there movie wasn't really
0: 2015
1: so he would have been working on furious seven
0: that is a pretty big project
1: yeah uh, which i believe is the movie that people argue is the best fast and furious movie really i think people say that one or the fifth one usually when they're talking about it so makes sense we we like james wan a lot now so whenever we get to fast and furious i imagine we will at least like that movie yeah jordan's staring blank faced at me <laughs> Um, so the movie comes out June 5th, 2015. The budget of this one is 11 million dollars. That's too big. It's a 29 day shoot domestically, it makes 52 million dollars. Worldwide,
0: it makes 112.9 million dollars. So it makes a ton of money.
1: So it makes a little bit less than the second movie, but more than the first movie.
0: It makes more than the first movie. Mm
1: -hmm. First one was around 99. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. That's what I got on notes. Great. I wish I had more, but I, I looked around and couldn't find much. I mean,
0: like we've talked about the series is popular, but it's not that popular yet.
1: Right. Right. Does that makes sense. So,
0: what? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there is much to find.
1: Right. There's not like on this scene, there's all this trivia about like this person did this thing. Or yeah. It's just like, also, yeah, I mean, good production. Must, <laughs> yeah. It must
0: not have been a bad production. Okay. So, um, Dermont, Dermott, Mulroney That's a Hollywood name. Plays the Dad, Sean Brenner. Um, he is in My Best Friend's Wedding. The Wedding Date. Young Guns. Hannah the show. The show. Um, but I gotta see. He's in something else. I think it's older stuff that he's in.
1: I mean, I recognize the guy, but I I don't know what I couldn't say like it's he's from this
0: it is quite possible that he is just in a lot and you have just seen him in a lot. He reminded me, and I know it's not the same guy, but he reminded me of, and Scott Pilgrim, oh, he's in friends. Well, we wouldn't know that, but he's in three episodes. So you must have a boyfriend character arc, but, um, (laughs) he reminded me and Scott Pilgrim, the vegan guys, he reminded me as one of the vegan guys oh the vegan the police vegan like police. with tom jane yeah but i know it wasn't him yeah. he's in okay yeah so the wedding date must love dogs the family stone dante's inferno he's in zodiac that's what we probably know him okay from. yeah captain Is martin he, lee I, it,
1: oh no okay captain martin he, yeah. so he's a
0: police officer okay i don't know i don't know what because he's definitely not mark ruffalo and the other guy so <laughs> right, he's right. probably the next one um and then he's in burn after reading too he's the star of coming up daisy right
1: the movie they that's, see in the theaters yeah okay yes okay
0: that's funny um
1: i feel like he also has a successful run in some tv show
0: that's, he's in j edgar abduction so oh, okay. he's in the gray
1: oh okay so he's yeah. just in everything yeah okay he's in every man so what did what did you think about his performance i'm very curious
0: he was kind of distracting for me because he because of what we just said, like he is in everything. Uh So most of the movie, I'm just like, I can't wait to look up what this guy's in. And then you just know in the back of your mind that when you go to look up what he's in, you're going to have a hard time trying to figure out what he's in because he's in everything. Right. That's what I thought of his performance. I thought he was, I thought he was good. I think that, um, in a weird way, he, he's like too put together to be a single dad to me. Yeah. I think they could have cast it a little bit better in that way but he didn't do a bad job
1: yeah i i kind of i felt like he came together for me when he was like believing his daughter from then on i was into him but before i i was kind of like what is going on with this guy he also
0: seemed a little too young to to be um i and this is probably just personal preference Uh but like too too young looking to be the dad of kids that age yeah to me but I, I, I don't think like that's he was, fair. I think that's just nitpicking.
1: He, he was in the right zone for me, but it was like all those scenes at the beginning where she's like, hey, dad, what's up? And he's like, what's Quinn, Noah? You're a blogger? Don't take pictures of food. That's stupid. Everybody thinks you're nerdy. I was kind of like, ooh, oof.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of the act one cheesy writing. Right. I, I felt like that was
1: like the weakest thing. and And it was so like... Like, even in 2015, I feel like making a joke about quinoa is, like, five years too old.
0: <laughs> but that's to show how out of touch he is with everything.
1: I know. I know. But but all- the also,
0: not, there's not a lot of time spent on it. He's the only... His character is meant to believe his daughter at some point. That That's really it. Yeah. So it's not like... He wasn't written to be a, a layered person. He just needed to not believe at one point and then to believe. Because we didn't even... It wasn't even written... You know, the the wife died a year and a half ago. Obviously, all of them are struggling with it. But it was not written that it was shown that. Yeah. And maybe it could have been a little bit more. But also, it, I think that was I don't just like a,
1: where they left that. But well, I think
0: that's just a choice made where it's like I don't want to spend that much time on it. Right. That's gonna be. That's gonna be the big hook at the end. Yeah. So let's not think about it right now. That's how I feel.
1: I just think his acting and the writing in the first act for him were just like like so out of date
0: Yeah, with, I felt with that like, too.
1: it was, it was so weird. But, but again, when he started believing her and like stuff, then I felt like he really shined in that moment where she says, you know, you don't even care about mom or whatever. And he's like, Oh, I see her every day. You, you know, Yeah, that was a good scene. Like, yeah. then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm on board with this guy. Yeah. But I remember at first when he showed up, I was like, Oh, and I couldn't remember why, but I was like, Oh, I love this guy. And then like two minutes later I was like, Oh, maybe I spoke too soon on that. But then by the yeah. end of the movie, I, I liked he
0: it. He just, his, and it's probably because everyone know, recognizes him to some level. He just reminds me of the 90s and early 2000s. <laughs>
1: yeah. He does so have I, a So I 90s have a feeling haircut. associated to that. Yeah.
0: And yeah, I think that his hair didn't make sense. <laughs> but that, <laughs> that is like really zeroing yeah. in on things. Um, so uh, Quinn Brenner, the daughter, is played by Stephanie Scott. She is in Beautiful Boy
1: oh okay cool oh
0: don't act like you're impressed we haven't seen that movie no
1: i know but i mean that's that was like a fairly it was like an okay critically acclaimed movie so mm-hmm. that's good for her i still need to watch it
0: um good girls get high
1: <laughs> oh oh yeah
0: uh wreck it ralph mary spare room at first light okay it so she isn't a lot but i think she's still coming up yes. she's also in law and order she's probably someone's daughter
1: Right, in or work. a murderer. What
0: what I mean, is her name again? Stephanie Scott.
1: Stephanie Scott. I thought she was wonderful in this movie.
0: Unreal. To to well, let's we'll wait until we start talking okay. about the movie. Are you sure? Because we're almost there. Okay. Because there's really no one else to talk about. I mean, could talk about her friend Haley Kiyoko, who was in Gem and the Holograms, which is also what Stephanie Scott was in okay hello my name is frank
1: oh but wait was she frank
0: <laughs> no i thought for a split second it was that mel gibson movie with the beaver oh the beaver puppet is that what it's called the yeah, Beaver? It's called oh, the okay beaver. <laughs> i just clicked on it and this guy looked like mel gibson for a second like an old mel Gibson. yeah um
1: okay. oh my gosh it's okay <laughs> jordan you brought up mel gibson shane sent me this video okay. shout out to shane Um, and it is a real movie that is coming out. It's real. And, and it is called, um, it's called like kill Santa or something like that. It stars Walton Goggins and Mel Gibson and a kid gets Mel Gibson is Santa and a kid gets coal for Christmas. And he's like a billionaire kid and he hires an assassin, Walton Goggins to go kill Santa Claus.
0: Okay, is this a kid's movie?
1: No, no, it's like an R movie. Like a, it's going to be like an action, violent, like R-rated Not movie. Not self-aware? Well, I think it is. Because if that was a
0: kid's movie, count me in. Well,
1: it's kind of, um, it, it, for lack of a better term, it's like an edgelordy lordy kind of what? thing. Y- you know, like a Rick and Morty kind of a sketch where it's like, this is cool because it's it's like, yeah, you know, ah, we're killing Santa in this movie. So it is self-aware. It is, but not in the way that I like things to be self-aware. I don't even know what to make of it. Having said that, it could have looked worse.
0: (laughs) I need to see pictures and probably the trailer.
1: Yes. it's, It's very weird that they're still hiring Mel Gibson to do stuff. That's more what's confusing me. Um yeah. I'll I'll look it up as did you have any more I did
0: because I did realize who this person was. So Phyllis Applegate, who plays Grace, which is the elderly woman in the wheelchair that dies, mm-hmm. she's in Better Call Saul. <laughs> the poster for this. Did you hear that? She's in Better Call Saul. Which the old lady who dies. Old in the wheelchair. Okay. She's I in the I retirement home. Her. Yeah. She seems familiar. So that's she is in Better Call Saul in the retirement home. Um and then uh, Michael Reed McKay plays the man who can't breathe.
1: Oh, cool.
0: He's also in X-Men 2, Batman and Robin. Who, who
1: is he in both of those?
0: So in X-Men 2, he's Jason 143. Oh, I don't know what that is. Batman and Robin, Antonio Diego something.
1: Okay. He's also in
0: the Monster Squad. He's in CSI.
1: I'm just going to scoot this over to you. And so the shield. You can he's look at a lot. the poster for Fat Man.
0: Oh, is that what it's called? <laughs> yes.
1: So that's it. It's it's a very snowy-looking, um, a, a low-opacity Mel Gibson staring out into a snow field with a man with a rifle, standing above a body, I believe. And it says, this, "'Tis the season to get even," is the tagline. But tag it's a line. comedy, right? Well, it's, yeah, it's like a comedy action movie. Yeah.
0: You know what? I'm into it.
1: <laughs> okay, well... Yeah, I, I mean it's
0: a funny premise.
1: It is a funny premise, yeah. Um
0: I think you saying why do people keep hiring Mel Gibson? I think that is proof that no one's hiring Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> so that might be I answer was, to
1: your question. Yes. I was shocked that Walton Goggins was in it though.
0: Although Are she- you kidding? That guy was is in so much stuff. Yeah, I mean, because he's in a Quentin Tarantino movie doesn't mean that he's gonna be weird. I mean, honestly, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> it's like I, I
1: unopened up. A I can like of him. Here. He's a
0: really good actor. Yeah, but anyone who looks at him is thinking of, oh, Jim Carrey didn't get the role. That's how he feels to me. What?
1: No, really? I don't feel seems, that at all. He
0: seems a lot like Jim Carrey to me.
1: I mean, he kind of looks like him, but none of his mannerisms are like the roles he chooses make sense to me as a Carrey role. Oh. Well, because they're they're that's what
0: I always associate it they're with.
1: They're more like do like very evil Southern people usually. Because is kind of, of the Django
0: idea. Unchained, and and Ant Man Lincoln. and the
1: Wasp, and Lincoln, and uh, and this movie. I mean, that's kind of his thing. It seems like, but I guess that makes sense why he would. I be guess in, just don't
0: be disappointed that he's not doing better stuff. Because I'm not surprised.
1: Yeah, I, and, well, and I guess he's been whatever. on like a lot of TV shows and he stuff. Has. I I guess he's probably someone who likes to work, and yeah. that's not a bad thing um but uh okay
0: all right we just fought
1: we, i think we did about jim i think carrey? we did yeah
0: i mean do you think you could do a better joe biden impression than jim carrey
1: uh maybe <laughs> <laughs> i i i went into that expecting it to be bad and it it did turn out to be an okay impression right
0: i didn't watch a lot of it
1: i think it actually was pretty decent i just i i don't think i really get snl anymore it's yeah. it's just the world is too crazy, so SNL isn't that funny to me because it's like yeah the debate was way crazier than this skit about the debate yeah the real debate yeah. so like the you making fun of it doesn't do anything to me yeah so but I've never been a huge SNL fan anyway I'm not I'm not one of the guys one of the one of the SNL boys. Not meeting them at the midnight to get okay, the promo. Okay, let's move pick. on. So the movie begins, and it says a few years before the Lambert haunting.
0: And Micah was so hung up on a few years.
1: Well, I I just thought it was kind of funny that they didn't specify how many years because the series has been very meticulous. And then
0: I said it probably doesn't matter.
1: And uh, no, I know it doesn't. It just seemed odd to me for because in <laughs> the in the past in the other movies it'll be like two weeks later, a month later. Three months later, two weeks before, oh, and this one is just... talking about it too much. <laughs> no, okay.
0: <laughs> okay, so um, a girl walks to a house that is vaguely familiar, which is Elise's house, who is the medium. Um, yeah. From the fr- she was in both the previous two movies. Um, and this girl is a young teenage girl, heard about Elise um, as a medium. She's trying to contact her mother, who's been dead for a year and a half. And so a lot of the times, I didn't know what the story was. So I was like, yeah. okay, this is just setting up. Someone's coming and who needs help, and she's not going to help him because we'll find out later. T- wasn't sure if this girl was going to like, if I needed to invest in this girl.
1: Totally. I thought um, that she was going to know our main character.
0: Or, oh, or something Elise like was going like, to know the main character? Like,
1: no, no, no. Like um, the girl who turns out to be our main character would be like, it's actually for my friend, and then the friend would be something her like her mom that. or her dad or something would be like the main character, right?
0: But then, like very quickly into the scene, it's like, man, this girl is really good, and it's like, yeah, it's a weird thing to notice, probably, but also it's is it because in a lot of horror movies, which you get a lot of teenagers, which mm-hmm. means you get a lot of inexperienced act- or actors, yeah, and she was amazing. Especially, this is her strongest scene. Yeah. So when when she so Elise tells her she doesn't do that anymore, but then she you know has compassion and lets her in, and they just start talking. Yeah. Um. And you do see that the house, like all the windows are closed. It's very dark in the house. It's it just feels very depressing. Uh huh. um, The way it's lit and everything. Elise seems off, but it's like, what could she be off about? Because the Lambert thing hasn't happened yet like yeah. the, the conclusion to that. Um, but then the, you know, they start talking, the girl's acting is just getting better and you're like, okay, please let her be in the rest of the movie. She's so good. The yeah. the teenage girl. Um, she starts talking about her mom and saying that she feels like her mom is around a lot and she just would really like to talk to her because she has questions for her that she was never able to ask. And so Elise, continuing to have compassion, she's like, I will try. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that?
1: Um, what, what do you mean exactly?
0: I mean, do you want to take it from there?
1: Um, did we finish up that scene? Okay, so
0: Elise tries contacting her mother.
1: I couldn't remember if she did or not.
0: Yeah, she tries. Uh-huh. And she is pulled out of it suddenly. And basically is like, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Toodaloo. On with your day.
1: And, and they, they're doing a good job because right away you know, we know Elise and it's like, why is she, what is off with her? I don't get it. Yeah. In, in a good way. You're thinking like it's causing you to think. And in a lot of ways, this is really a movie about Elise, mm-hmm. which is very cool Yeah. that she gets the time of day and that Lee was able to go. Yeah. That's, that's who this movie should be about. Yeah. Instead of trying to like retread the Lambert, or something though like that. This
0: girl is in most of it, probably more of it. Yeah. Um. Because after that, you then you know that scene ends and then we're really introduced to our main cast of characters which is her 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 dad her brother's not really part of it but whatever She is a yeah. brother um and you start to learn about her she is just your kind of like you know average teenage girl about to leave for college so has a lot of hopes and dreams yeah and you know auditions for an acting school in new york um and doesn't do a great job get a james wan cameo um, yeah, yeah, he's like judge. the
1: the college theater guy. Yeah, who's um, doing
0: the auditions.
1: I I like that um first of all, I think the sets in this movie are really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I like their apartment.
0: Yes. I like that
1: whole building because it what's cool about that building is it looks it, it, it like it looks like yeah, you'd live there, but it also doesn't look quite right.
0: Yeah, it looks old.
1: In in a but I it, like it's very easy to be like yeah, there's a weird like haunting thing going on here. But also like it, it's not it's not when you watch a movie where there's like a crazy rundown thing and you're like no one would ever live there. Oh no, you know like this feels it's just like kind of a little bit wrong.
0: Well, you like you know there's history. Yeah, in a place like that, um, whether it's good or bad, we don't know yet. Right. Um. But yeah, I would agree that some of the sets, especially with her audition, wherever that theater is. Yeah. is amazing um and
1: they're kind of they're at least kind of like just wetting our appetite on the scares like so far you know we're a few minutes in and it's kind of like you know it's t- he's taking his time mm-hmm. you see this weird man as oh you're yeah, like
0: waving at her yeah like a silhouette waving, of a man
1: and then and then she goes outside and she's talking with her friend and then she is it crossing the street and she looks and sees the waving man
0: and you can at this point you can see that he's in like a hospital gown yeah like that's about all the more you the detail and then (laughs) one of the most brutal car getting hit by a car things i've ever seen in a movie
1: very upgrade-esque like that
0: like nuts
1: Yeah, she just gets hit by a car.
0: And you see the whole thing, and you see when the car stops and her body drags across the street for several feet because that's what would happen. And it's like, oh, okay, so she's dead.
1: I know, and and I thought, so here's here's what I thought the movie was gonna do, and I I like where the movie went. I also would have liked this. It probably makes sense that they didn't do this because it happened so early, but I thought, okay, she's dead now. And in the then, movie
0: is her in the afterlife.
1: It was going to be her in the afterlife and then her body like taken over and there. But I guess that's kind of oh, the I kind of thought
0: that that's what was going to happen.
1: Yeah, I guess that's sort of the plot of both of the other movies as well. But I thought it was going to be kind of weird if she was dead and yeah. then she got brought back to life, you know. Yeah, but the whole point. thing
0: about her being dead, like, let's say she was dead medically. It's like, so does this movie take place over seconds in real time? Right. Because I don't think that, like, she would be dead. Well, I, I guess the only way that would work, I guess, what you're saying is someone possesses her.
1: Right. That makes so, sense. Or if she is dead for, like, a while and she's, like, fighting for her body and then she, like, comes out of the casket at the end of the movie or something. That, that but would that would be be a, might be, like, way over the top. Yeah, that
0: would be, like, much more fantastical than what these yeah. movies already are <laughs> yeah. to some degree. But um, what, what I thought
1: was cool, because... I mean, we have seen this, but it felt like a fresh angle on it. That that, um, I, like, she didn't necessarily, she wasn't like astral projecting or anything like that. But it just seemed like, from what I could read into the movie, this man, the man who can't breathe, is that mm-hmm. what they call him? The man who can't breathe just wants a body, well, and he's trying to get her killed. Is is the impression? Is the reading I got into Yes, it.
0: but here's the the thing to note. So yes, however, Elise does discover that this man used to live in this building. Right. So there's that. And then also it is established early on that she, the teenage girl, uh, Quinn, is actively trying to contact her mother. Because remember right. at that first scene when Elise can't do it, she, she said, I can't do it, but do not contact your mom. Like, yeah. stop trying. Yeah. And that's why, because she kept trying to reach her mom, but that's she was never talking to her mom. Uh-huh. So that k- explains how she's you're seeing this thing more and more detailed the more she sees it, because it's as if she's inviting it without knowing it. Yeah. So that's why when yeah. she dies, that's, like, the first thing she sees is this thing that has been following her, pretty much.
1: And it, like, scares her back to life. Yes. But I, I just thought it was kind of interesting that instead of as, as in the previous movies, the, the evil spirits are just like trying to get in the bodies. Yes. But it really seemed like this guy was trying to kill her.
0: To so that he she can be his pet.
1: Yeah. So yeah and so that was like a fun, fresh angle yeah. on that. And I, I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah, I, like I that. that is truly just like what, that's really what you want from a sequel of something and not only that we've already seen two movies right and like the second movie was still different than the first movie so they did it so to do it a third time they could have just kind of done the first movie again yeah but no they kept the same concept of astral planes in the further yeah but applied it to like but it also can work if you die yeah and come back to life
1: and one thing i want to insert um, because in the previous episode, we were talking about movies that, like the way Insidious Two like recontextualizes the first movie by like them visiting uh-huh. and changing things. Um, I had forgotten that in Back to the Future Two, they go back to the fifties and they they Marty and I think Doc Don't as they do well. In the First movie. Well, okay, so in the first movie, they go to the fifties and they do the whole movie. Yeah, and then in the second movie. They go to the future and the future is like totally messed up and they go back to the past where they went in the first movie.
0: Where they're following themselves.
1: And they're trying to make sure that they succeed in what they're doing. So I would guess that that's probably the first movie to do that trick Mm -hmm. is back to the future Mm Two? I just want to point it out because there were probably people who are listening to Insidious 2 just yelling, it's back Back to the future Two does what you're talking about. So... Anyway, like that, and Endgame, and this, and Insidious Two, I feel like they all do that thing where they go back and they they try to do things you've already seen in a different way or whatever. So, anyway, just wanted to point that out.
0: Okay. But, so I didn't think that I wasn't thinking about those other things when we were talking about it. What do you mean? That that's happened before because it just it feels so normal now that that's in a story, like it's oh, like yeah. a time travel type thing. I know this isn't necessarily time travel, but that that's a thing that happens a lot in time travel stories.
1: Right. I I yeah, okay. It's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's just it's just always crazy when I I think for me it blows my mind when they they go back to like a different movie and they're showing like different angles on things we've already seen cuz I'm like how did they like on a technical level I can't figure out how they would do it so perfectly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, so- I no, there's no way it's, it's like, can't compute. <laughs> yeah. So
1: it always just kind of blows my mind. Um, but so we're, we're at, El- um, Elise's house and she's sleeping with her husband's sweater. Mm. And that's like really sweet and touching. It's
0: sad. And so she- it's like, Oh, okay. So she's depressed because her husband's dead. Yeah. And you're like, he probably did died, like, not that long ago. Right. If this is how she's acting.
1: And she has this really great um, uh, golden, golden retriever. retriever named Warren. Orin. Oren.
0: You know, like, from Parks and Rec. Orin.
1: I don't remember Orin.
0: It's the, it was the creepy guy that they were like, oh. never talk to him for too <laughs> <Yeah>. long.
1: <laughs> but, uh, great dog. He's got just a, the right amount of gray on him that you go, oh, he's and seen he some miles. And he seems to have his own
0: little psychic touch, which, <laughs> he, I mean, a lot of dogs, that's kind of the thing.
1: No, I think that's cool that she kind of has, like, she's in touch with the dog in yes. addition to, like, like if he senses something, she knows that something's Something up. is
0: there, yeah.
1: So that's cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um So, yeah, she has a vision, and her s- trying to go to sleep has a vision, and wakes up, writes Quinn Brenner in her book.
1: Yeah. And then closes the book. That's kind of it for a little bit. Yes. And then we see that um, Quinn has like, like she broke her hips, I think, and her knees she broke, and stuff. She
0: broke both of her legs.
1: Yeah, and she has these huge casts. So she's
0: bedridden. And yeah. it's like, what? You're taking away the use of mobility in a horror <laughs> <Yeah>. movie? <laughs> also, just kind of a a classic king
1: move it is a no (laughs)
0: it is a classic king move because it is such a risk to take that away from a main character because usually that wouldn't even happen until the end of the story yeah but no we're starting there
1: and and if if uh jump ahead for dark tower spoilers but if you need another reason to read the dark tower books the beginning of the second book out of eight roland gets his his gun he is a gunslinger and he gets his like fingers um eaten by these lobster monsters or ripped off and so he can't use his good finger and you're like wait they he
0: still kicks ass
1: <laughs> well when i read that i was like okay surely this is a dream or whatever and then and I-
0: that, that's <laughs> the book too where he is in new york city yeah just so people know he is not from our dimension yeah so he's again. In-
1: Skip ahead if you don't want dark Tower yeah, spoilers. but remember
0: he he has that wound, and he's they're getting um like infected, yeah, and they need he needs aspirin, but he doesn't even like I think someone at one point says like, oh, let's get you some aspirin, and he doesn't even know what that is,
1: yeah, and when he takes it, it's like morphine to him because his body's never yes. had something like that before, but it was just crazy because I was like, okay, you're taking away like what he does. And, and, and I'm like, well, he's surely going to take this back. And then the whole series, he's always struggling with his, I think it's his right hand.
0: And then eventually throughout the series, he gets arthritis. Oh, that's right. Yep.
1: Oh, really oh I great. love that series. so And
0: much. just fun fact for people with the shining, because I know most people have seen the shining, but maybe have not read the book and maybe skip ahead of this, but also the book's been out for so long. Right. If you didn't know this. He, Stephen King breaks Wendy's back. Oh yeah. In the book. He breaks her back and Hollernan, the chef who comes back and dies in the movie does not die in the book.
1: I think it's Halloran
0: Halloran. Sorry. It's a, kind of hard to say, yeah, but it's a weird one. He gets his jaw dislocated oh. from his face, but he doesn't die.
1: Right. Yeah. B- because
0: he's using a croquet mallet and not,
1: not an a axe. axe. <laughs>
0: and it's just like, surely everyone's going to die. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Danny's fine.
1: Yep. Well, until he, you read Dr. Sleep. Yeah. Um, So uh, I'm always going to be grateful for a Stephen King little divergent in the road. Um, So there's this great scare that I wanted to make sure we talk about where she's in her bed and she knocks on the door where her kind of like maybe a future boyfriend, Mm -hmm. like crush who lives in the building is Hector. She knocks to and then she hears. And then I just didn't even consider that not being Hector. Mm -hmm. And then she texts him and she's like, oh my gosh, so you think I'm cute, you know? She doesn't say that, but... But she
0: says that I wake you up, and he says I'm not at home.
1: Yeah, and you're like,
0: wait, what? And she tries knocking a couple of times, nothing. Yeah. She even tries, like, a couple times, nothing.
1: Yeah, and then then I think... um, Oh, no, so that's a different part. But, yeah, so I think she gets thrown out of bed in that scene. Yeah. Which, not good. I don't like that.
0: It very early on in a movie about a haunting, uh, you, you know that she's not experiencing it in her brain. And that's also part of, because of the other movies that we know about. Right. Right. But a lot of times in a horror movie, like let's say that this is just a different one, not even part of the series, uh, being thrown out of her bed. That might happen, but she might wake up in bed. Right. This movie. No, she just gets thrown out of bed. (laughs) Yeah. And And,
1: and remember she, she,
0: her legs are broken.
1: Yeah. And this like, sprains her neck yeah remember well i don't know if it sprains it but she has to get like another thing
0: because okay so Uh throws her out of the bed this thing is walking around her room goes to the door this is a very long scene goes to her door it's like one shot over my shoulder because he's
1: creepy closes
0: her door and i at first watching this i thought he was gonna leave her room and i was Uh like okay cool she can take care of it no he stays in the room and then
1: (gasps) well well, i was just
0: gonna say he go walks over to her laptop closes the laptop and, and was, yet
1: the fact that he can interact with her physical like things and
0: then just suddenly disappear.
1: Oh, uh, horrifying. And and that, uh, I
0: mean, that's because when she died, it attached itself to part of her. So it can do those things. Oh,
1: I didn't even put that well, they, together. They that's said that cool.
0: Really that it has half of her. So it oh, has like one foot in one foot out. Therefore, she cool. has one foot in one foot out. That's why she can be effective. So closes her laptop and then goes over and just like lays on top of her.
1: Yeah, and and we should note because I remembered actually that is a different that's a little later in the movie. Yeah, but,
0: but we can talk about all the yeah. the room so scare stuff.
1: Yeah, but but one thing, um, wh- which of these three movies has been the scariest to you?
0: I think um, the night that we watched this movie, I think my anxiety level was already up a little bit, so uh, this one felt like it. But I think definitely the first one. Okay, for me, the first one. Because I feel like because well I'll say with the first one a lot more things happen in it that really get under my skin. Yeah, this one was like for this one has jump scares and we've talked about in the other movies they don't they don't rely on that and we even said too we feel like the jump scares in this movie are earned.
1: Yeah, and I still can't quite figure out why I like them in this one, but
0: I, I guess I could do with less.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like. The first movie is, I feel like it's objectively the scariest, but I think this movie scared me more than the other ones. Yeah, um, it was just
0: if this one scared me more than the other one, disturbed me more.
1: Okay, I think this one. There was something about it, and and it must be having Lee behind the camera this time. Yeah, where it, it just has like a little bit more of like a. A grotesque, like disturbing vibe to it than the James Wan movies, and and I mean it by like two degrees, not very much, but I, I think like like the like the lipstick demon, he's really scary, but he's kind of cool. Yeah, like this guy, the man with that the can't breathe, he's not cool, he's just scary and gross. Yeah, and and, and I mean you
0: can never really get a good look at him.
1: Yeah, and I kept waiting for the moment when I'd be like, oh yeah, he looks really cool, and then when you finally did get a look at him, I'm like, I don't want no get to get him out of well, here i think I don't part see of it him. too is he was
0: a person that existed at one time so like yeah he, he wasn't like
1: a, fully, a demon
0: yeah and, and then he also yeah. wasn't the woman in black who was a man that dressed up like that
1: right yeah that's a good point um but yeah I, this movie kind of got under my skin a little bit more because insidious one and two just were like Again, I keep saying poltergeist, but it had that same feeling of like, oh, this is kind of fun. Yeah. Like it's scary, yeah. but I'm loving this. Keep it coming. Um and this one was a little bit more like Yeah. And it did have a moment where I went, ah When? <laughs> it was the ledge scene. Oh, yeah. Which so let's talk about um but before well, okay. The well, dad goes upstairs. Because well, wait, wait,
0: wait we should okay. ramp up to that because okay. <laughs> so they're just to cover the rest of the bedroom parts okay. which is peppered throughout the movie. But another time she is well that that so after she gets thrown out of her bed, all that happens she um it, her dad puts her on the couch out in the living room. so not in her room anymore. Yeah, great. Because that seems to be where the bad stuff is happening. Plus, remember when she came home from the hospital, the old woman in the wheelchair told her that there is a man that has been waiting in her room. Right. Always Not good. scary. <laughs> the, the classic old woman with Alzheimer's who you would think just doesn't know what she's talking about, but you're like, pay attention to her because she knows what she's talking about. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We've so,
1: seen enough horror movies to know.
0: Yeah. So she is now on the couch. She still scared. And then suddenly she is upstairs in the apartment upstairs. And at this point, I'm, this is another moment where I'm not sure if this is actually happening or not. Yeah. Um, but she gets thrown out of her wheelchair again. Yeah. And then not good. Yeah. And, um, something walks out of the room. It does not have hands or feet or a face. I think that's supposed to be her.
1: It is. Yeah.
0: Because later on it's her with a little bit more features. Mm Um, don't really care for that kind of scare stuff honestly it doesn't really scare me i guess is what i'm trying to say um like in movies when they always put it in the trailers too and i don't know about this one (laughs) but if it's a horror movie and there's a trailer (laughs) and there's like haunting stuff they're always going to show the person crawling on all fours whether or not their heads twisted the wrong way or their their legs are all bent the wrong way why do they always show that in the trailers? That's supposed to be scary, but now I'm, like, desensitized to that type of Oh, that's really interesting. Walking.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't find it very scary in this movie. I will
0: say, though, I'm glad that this one had a purpose, because most of the time when I see that in a scary movie, it is purely just supposed to scare you.
1: Like, but, that's weird, huh?
0: Yeah, which is, like, this is not how a body works, and it's like, yeah, well, you've done this in the last ten movies I've seen.
1: So, So, two things. I want to make sure I don't forget them. One... I, I do like it in this movie, and I know you just they, said they you did. they
0: explain why,
1: but yeah, because it's like a part portion of her like soul as she's turning yes. into like, le- like leaving her body. Yes, and and that's why like she, it doesn't have some of the features. So right. that, I like that. That's idea. an
0: interesting representation of that. Yeah. yeah. Um.
1: And then the other thing I want to note, um, is that this this guy that is plaguing her. There's a weird scene in Elise's, um sight um uh reading reading room where she's following those black footsteps Mm -hmm. and they stop at a wall and then they just
0: start going go up up the the wall wall.
1: and that that is a touch that is just like so it's like you keep saying it's it's terrifying it's not horrifying right is that yeah
0: because it's not they're not relying on gore or anything that is a that becomes a jump scare moment yeah, it does but there you feel dread well and, and
1: earlier in the movie I, I don't know if you caught this but when the dad goes up into the apartment with the landlord to check it out he you you look at the steps and he looks under the bed and they are the same distance apart but they're under the bed implying oh, that he like
0: I didn't really notice that walked
1: through the bed
0: yeah and i was just like, i didn't my brain didn't put yeah, that together mine was like oh
1: what and 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 later in the movie, when they're back up in there, when she's out of the wheelchair and the dad comes in, the 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 steps go up the wall and out the window. Uh-huh. And it's just like that is such a great touch. And and the reason I also wanted to highlight it is it's a lot of the stuff, like an invisible man, there, there's so many of those little things that just unsettle you. Mm-hmm. You know, like that that scene like I, I think a lesser director would have made invisible man a much showier movie oh, and it yeah. would have been much worse because yeah. like that whole scene when she's at the um when she's at her friend's house and then the, she leaves the room while she's cooking breakfast and then the gas just turns on higher yeah it's so simple
0: and in that movie, he has so many wide shots because he knows that you know that there is an invisible man <laughs> walking around somewhere. And sometimes the camera would just switch from her to the hallway as if switching to a different perspective to focus on yeah. another character. But there's no one there because he is invisible. But he is not forgetting that there is another character, even yeah. though you can't see it. So when he does a wide shot in that movie, you're, my, my eyes are just like bugging out like looking well, when it's cool
1: because they're they're framing it to where it's like that's where you would see another person as,
0: as if they're framing it because yeah i think a, a lesser yeah, director it's the best
1: movie of the year
0: <laughs> a lesser director would frame it in such a way that it's like this is invisible can't you see what he's doing but yeah. in the movie like that they're framing it in such a way that as if he wasn't invisible like he was just yeah there.
1: It, do you, so do you think i i thought about this when we were watching it um do you think they just framed him like that? Or do you think they had, like, the actor stand there and then they, like, CGI'd him out? Or do you think that that's a dumb thought I'm having?
0: I don't know enough about that. to Because re- in my, my head, it, I think... A lot of the times I feel like in movies where I'm like, oh, no, they totally didn't do that. That would take so much time. And then I find out that they did it. Right. So maybe they did do it. I'm just curious also- if that
1: would make... Um, I'm sure with the acting, no, but I guess, I guess lining up shots, they probably had someone stand there.
0: They probably had a stand in because why would yeah. the actor need to be there?
1: Yeah. But, but I just wondered if it would help them like the cinematographer, like give it that extra. That probably mm, just depends the on the
0: cinematographer yeah. on what they would prefer.
1: That's I'm the more I'm discussing it, the more I'm like, maybe I should cut this out of the episode because I'm losing all my credibility. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about the scariest so talk
0: about be. continue with the window scene
1: yes yeah, so the dad they, he sees the man and the man runs out and into this other room and the dad chases him and he th- it's great because it's one shot the camera follows his head because he sees that the window is broken and he looks out and the camera goes above his head and you see his point of view and you see that, a body, on, a the body on the ground so like The demon guy's down there. No big deal. And then the camera comes back. And then Quinn looks over. It's still one shot. And the camera follows her over. And he is right there. And I think that that is an earned jump scare because it's just not out of nowhere. You saw that he was on the ground. And y- your mind was at ease and you were like, there isn't a possibility that he would be anywhere else. Also, I thought he was just not going to be there.
0: No. And I also think it's cool because that it popped up for her because it wants her. It doesn't want her dad. And it doesn't need oh, to get right, her yeah. dad out of the picture. It needs to get her out of the picture by but, killing herself later on.
1: That was a moment where I I actually went, oh, it yeah, that was, was scary. <laughs> so scary. Um.
0: So eventually um, they get Elise back. Well, that the dad goes to Elise yeah. explains everything. By now
1: the old lady from better call Saul has passed away.
0: Yes. Um, so the dad goes to Elise because he knows that the daughter had gone there. So it's like, I mean, she's a medium. I'm that I'm this at a loss now. Um, because he's the character that doesn't believe, um, and that's when we learned that her husband took his own life a year ago. And that's what she has been going through, that t- depression. And she also explains that, you know, there's, you know, in the afterlife, there's light and dark. Yeah. And I've been looking for my husband and I looked for him in the dark. And when I went there, uh, a parasite, a woman uh, t- attached herself to me or like came to me and told me that, she was going to kill me over and over and over again. And says that like, basically, you know, I will be the person that kills you. Yeah. You will be the, I will be the reason why you die whenever you do it. And that also explains why Elise has not been able to, um, do her practice because of fear of this woman. Um,
1: what, so what did you think about this tie in? Because they're talking about the woman in white who does kill her in the, end of the first movie. Black Or yes. Yeah
0: kind of the same thing but um oh i loved it okay cool yeah i think at first it was a little like part of me wanted to be like again can't we just like forget about it already right but no because that is the person who kills her so yeah. it has to be that person even if it was like if they decided to like she said it was this woman said it was gonna kill me and then maybe later on in the movie she defeats that thing maybe yeah and it's like sure you could do that but because of our history that we know Mm-hmm. i think it's more interesting that that is the thing that does it
1: and and i want to point out something you said so the movie begins you pause it and you go i have a problem with this movie oh yeah and you go it's I didn't called give this
0: movie a chance we were two no, 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 seconds in
1: but but you were dis- you it was conversational you weren't like accusing the movie there was no part of us that didn't want to like this movie but you were like it's called chapter three, but this happens before. And then we were discussing that and we're, and I was like, yeah, I'm kind of confused about that too. Like the titling is a little odd. Maybe it should have just been called insidious into the further, which was the production name of this movie or something like that. Like, like yeah. a colon, you know, like star Wars. It's not an episode, you know, yeah. that kind of an idea. But then Um, but then I I said I was like yeah but sometimes in books you know you go back and then it illuminates the story further and since we know Specs and um, Tucker are in this movie maybe it will work yeah and then we get to the movie and then especially with this woman in black thing I think it does make sense that this is called chapter three because it does kind of illuminate the other two movies as well and it does kind of tie a little bow on those three movies yeah Um, and it I'm makes me it. think that the last key maybe doesn't have any of these people in it. The ne- the oh. insidious four. And it is just like insidious, a star Wars story, you know, like uh-huh. this doesn't have to do with this the the, all, other the only ones. thing
0: that has to do with it is astral planes and the further.
1: Right. So I'll be real curious about that. Although I, I think the, the Elise is in all of them, I think, but I'm not sure. Okay. I mean, I hope
0: Yeah, she's, she's, she's the
1: best. Um.
0: That's really interesting though.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Elise, uh, you know, has all these things going on. And then where are we? She has a vision so of her we'll, death. You said that.
0: And she will not help. Yeah. So that's when he gets, goes to his son. And earlier in the movie, when we were introduced to the son, he's watching paranormal videos on his computer. Oh, I
1: didn't track that. So
0: they then, you know, we're at this point in the movie, back to the son on his computer, watching paranormal videos, showing his dad Specs and Tucker. Yeah. And he's saying like, you know, these guys are legit hire them, so yeah. they do and i think um it's kind of crazy to me that they wait this long for the movie to bring them back it's and like I the think, same
1: amount of time they waited in the first one yes, which is kind of weird
0: and i think that's why it, this, this is all just so well written because they didn't rely they don't need like i don't know it's just not relying on the fan service
1: yeah i yeah i think this movie toes the it gets close but it doesn't co- cross over Except for the very, very end,
0: very campy, but I think it's cute. But it
1: like works. Yeah, it works. It's yeah. it's like you know Captain America and Iron Man being like, "Let's go have a beer," and you're like, "Okay." It's but I kind of feel good. Well, I, I was making it my own.
0: Yeah, but I was making a joke.
1: Okay, and you're in trouble. Um, but uh, so okay, Specs and Tugger show up. Elise meets with Carl from the second movie, which is cool to see him. Yeah. again, and he's like, "This is your gift. You you gotta help." these people like you need to help people that's what you do
0: and i like how we put it where, where he said that when there's someone something you know someone is hurting another person we we have the police to go to when something is hurting another person that we can't see basically is what he says yeah uh they people have to come to us and right. it's like oh i like that a lot yeah oh, that that's was a, cool. a good perspective that's because cool. she said like do we actually help people Which I think is also an interesting thing to ask
1: yeah And, and I love, so then the next sequence, you know, she comes in, there's some funny business with like Tucker and Specs and I'm into that stuff.
0: I like that. She just shows up too.
1: Yeah. And she just kind of starts telling them what to do and you're like, Oh, like what's your
0: strength? What's your strength? Great. We'll use it.
1: Yeah. And you know, then they do like they're, they're calling out into the further and she goes into the further. The mm-hmm. the old woman. And I think this is really cool because in the other movies she's just been the one that's helped, but she hasn't been the one that's able to like fully turn the key on the plot. Yeah. She gets she puts the key in, but like Josh Lambert has to turn it.
0: I forgot we forgot to say that she does go into the further at another before this time.
1: And that's when she has the vision of her Yeah, death. sorry. Yeah. Um we actually didn't mention it. Um we kinda did. Doesn't matter. <sighs> so she goes into the further. And it's just cool because she has this moment where she sees her husband. And then her husband's like, you should stay with me. And he's like, but you just need to kill yourself and come live with me. And he like hands or scissors. And then she's like, my husband would never ask me to do that. And she kills him or he just turns into. She, she
0: gets him with the butchers, with not yeah. the butchers, the barber thing. I do want to mention, though, the first time she goes into the further in this movie, it is really interesting and important that, um. She's walking through the hallway. She sees some people who used to live in this building. Um, Uh One of the people was a woman who killed herself because of this thing that has attached itself to Quinn. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, But eventually she is in the further full on and she is taken to the house where she dies in the first movie. And I was like, that's nuts. Right. That they, that's where they're, that's where she ends up. She doesn't even know why she's there right now. Right. And then um that the woman in black gets her and that so yeah. So then yeah. we're at this moment because because of Carl reminding her that you were alive, therefore you're stronger.
1: Yeah, and she does have that moment where she yeah. like put I think she the woman in black attacks, attacks her, her again. Yeah. And she like pushes her back and she and then she's like, I'm gonna take care like I'm gonna go get this girl and I'm gonna do it. And it's cool seeing her doing that. Yeah. Rather than someone else. Like I said, turning the key on the yeah. plot. And then she, she gets her, um, she's bringing her back, and then...
0: Well, she, so the, yeah, so she has to get her. At this point, she is still basically faceless, Quinn, in the further. Yeah. And doesn't really have hands yet either. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, Elise grabs her. They run back up to their apartment, which is where her body is. Um, Elise gets back into her body. But Quinn doesn't get back yet. Yeah. Um, and we see, you know, them trying to, they're, them calling out to her like they did with Josh in the first movie of uh, Patrick Wilson. Um, but she, it, it just was so interesting. Like they, she is with this weird, the man who can't breathe guy. And he's like petting her. Yeah. And she, she's starting to grow hands because she's losing. Um, and, the, but once they start calling out to her, um, that's when she, you know, hears them, and then she also her mom shows up, yeah, and helps her and gets her back into her Which, body.
1: What's the deal with uh, Lily's being dead? Dead mothers.
0: I don't know. Lily it's like Potter, Christopher Nolan always having a dead wife yeah. <laughs> in his movies. Um. So yeah, so her her mom helps. I really like that scene. It felt it was very emotional. Yeah, it was gr- when it was she's a nice back scene. and she's like, "Your mom's here right now." Uh, she says these things, these things, blah blah blah. And I thought <laughs> I'm not making it sound emotional.
1: Stephanie Scott's acting was crazy good and all that.
0: Oh yeah, it was it was amazing. Um, really liked that scene.
1: And then Elise goes home. Yeah. And when she's going to bed. Well, she she has the scene with Specs and Tucker yeah. where she's like, we should go into business. It's a little over the top, but she's you like, you guys like should
0: wear suit like like uh, shirts and ties. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, OK, rolling my eyes. But that's cute.
1: Yeah. And then she goes to her home and she sees the sweater that she always sleeps with of her husband and then puts away in the morning. Yep. She sees it's on the bed. So she's like, oh, my gosh, he communicated to me. Yep. It's going to be OK. Yeah. And I can like accept that he's gone now, which is like really, really touching And then sort of out of nowhere, the lipstick demon, like, shows up.
0: Well, did you see there was a man's face in the bathroom?
1: I didn't see that. Yeah,
0: so the dog starts barking at something Uh in the bathroom, and the bathroom's no lights are on. So you're like, oh, okay, there's something, a spirit over there. End of the movie, this is kind of like the last movie ended. It's probably something horrific. Mm -hmm. And there was a man's face. And the face is, like, eye level with the dog, Micah. And you didn't see it? Oh, I saw that. Yes, I did. That was terrifying to me yeah that was i weird. did not like that and then it cuts to elise and then we see the lipstick demon which is i mean i didn't like it because i wasn't ready for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i also part of me was like why did we need that
1: also i i i think it sort of breaks the logic of the movie a little bit because that was plaguing um the sun yes so i don't know why he would i think it's just
0: up. a you know classic callback
1: but for, for these movies who that are pretty tightly written in yeah. terms of their chronology it, it was a little like okay that's kind of sucks that you added that even though i wanted to see the lipstick demon more yeah. it was like come on that that was a bit of a like yeah oh, okay yeah but um all in all i thought the movie was good mm-hmm. um i i i feel like it's about time for people to kind of start reevaluating maybe this this uh you know, this past 20 years of horror and some of these movies that maybe are like, oh, that was just like the teenage movie because i I nobody talks about Insidious. Well, we've talked about how people don't really talk about the series that much. But, um, you know, I know when Insidious, cha- the last chapter was coming out, it was like I was like, oh, brother, another one of those movies. How many are there? 20? Who cares? And now I'm like,
0: it's probably good. Yeah.
1: I know that it's the lowest rated, but all of these movies are like not that it's high very rated consistent.
0: And why do we need something to be rated R to consider watching it? When oh, it when I, meant, certain, I meant the Metacritic. No, score. I know, but I'm talking more oh, in the okay. other way of like yeah. when you're going to watch a horror movie, I think, you know, when you see that something's PG 13, you think it can't be that scary. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's like, if you do see something that's not a rating you expect, don't write it off. Right. Because it could still be pretty dang scary.
1: Right. It doesn't have to be directed by Ari Aster or the guy who did The Witch Mm -hmm. to be a legitimate horror movie. You know, it can be good horror still.
0: Funny. I'm just curious where their careers will go. I think they're both really great directors. Yeah. Um, But.
1: Especially uh, what Robert Eggleston, I think. Eggers or something? Eggers. Yeah, I think so. I'm
0: curious how long they'll last. I think they will last a while because they are really good and they make really artistic movies. Um, Yeah. But. It, it is like when I have kids and stuff, it's going to be weird sounding weird showing horror movies to my children <laughs> yeah. at the appropriate age, of course. And if they think they can handle it, but like I would not be showing them their movies probably if, for a long time. If not. Oh, yeah. Ever. I mean,
1: that's because they're I'm very mature,
0: but I, I guess what the way, the reason I say like bring something like that up is like, which, what will age better?
1: Sure. Sure. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It's, it's, that being said,
0: like I said in the last uh, episode, Hereditary is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. We'll probably, we'll definitely never see it again. <laughs> yeah. But it is also one of the best scary movies I've ever seen.
1: It's just funny. And, you know, it's like, uh, you, you, I, you wonder, you wonder how much just association goes on with movies. I, I know, I know for me, it does affect my opinion a lot, but like if you slapped A24. At the beginning of Insidious, would it be like, you know, hipsters, for lack of a better term, all over like, oh, yeah, I love the Insidious movies. Of course, it's an A24 movie.
0: Do A24 do the Robert Eggers movies? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's And funny. they do the Ari Aster movies, too. Yeah. Which are great movies. Yeah. I, you know, I... But, but um, I mean,
0: now when I see a Blumhouse in front of something, I get... I'm like, my interest is peaked.
1: Right, right. Um, Yeah. The, the horror conversation is so interesting. This has been, like you said today, it's like a very nice palette change for our Mm. um podcast you know just doing martial arts before this now horror it's like for me both of those genres are i'm not very well versed in so i feel like i'm learning a lot and like yeah watching a lot of different movies in both of those yeah Um,
0: and i feel like this is the first one in a long time that i'm not fatigued on yet
1: no it's been pretty interesting and if you know if the next one's bad then it's like okay one of them's bad yeah you know but uh it is, we are two away from our next series, so we should announce it. Okay. Um, so, well, first of all, tomorrow is our Halloween episode, so make sure you watch Mortal Engines because what's more scary to a Hollywood producer than a failed f- film franchise? Um, and then in two weeks, we start our new series, so uh, rent it from the library, go wherever it is. We're starting dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> The Terminator. All six of those bad boys.
0: Ridley Scott.
1: Not Ridley Scott. It's
0: James Cameron.
1: James Cameron. Ridley
0: Scott did Alien.
1: Yep, it'll Whoops. be and, and we are doing we're we're doing Terminator, Terminator Two, Terminator Three, Terminator Salvation, Terminator Genisys, Ice, and Terminator Dark Fate.
0: And I just beg listeners, please just take the journey with us because I know I will not have that much fun. <laughs>
1: well i'm gonna have fun i it, yeah well we we'll, uh, you know we'll talk about it when we get there yeah. but um yeah so we're gonna get terminated um we will be back <laughs> we will be back oh yeah? okay uh you get it yeah okay uh thank you for listening and um go to patreon.com slash micah sign up for three bucks yeah. it, it, here's the other thing uh in two days our bracket our new bracket starts and it's fan pick but if you're a patron your vote counts as two it's going to be on my held on my instagram maybe yours too we maybe we'll go back and forth i'm not sure yeah um at out underscore of underscore micah or at
0: jm underscore macaw
1: yes and uh it'll be a voting thing there's 16 uh possible series and when we finish terminator we're gonna do whatever wins so make sure and go there it'll be on instagram stories every single day for 15 or 16 days um and then, yes, go to patreon.com slash Michael Your vote's going to count as two. Plus, if we get one more patron, we're going to release the Winnie the Pooh tapes. Come on. <laughs>